everybody's going to heaven, and I'm afraid that people have lost their fear of hell and eternal punishment because according to the masses, ain't nobody going to hell. But in Isaiah 5 and 14, it says that hell had to enlarge her mouth so many can descend into it. Sister uh, Renee, you even have people who believe in heaven, but they don't believe in hell. How is that possible? But Matthew 10 and 28 says, Fear not him who can only destroy the body, but fear him who can destroy the body and the soul where? In hell. Now we get excited when the preacher starts talking about the quotes that Jesus made about heaven. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to a prepared place that where I am, you will also be. Everybody loves that, right? But we don't like when Jesus quotes this. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, he cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. See, as a teacher, I understand that I have to be balanced in my teaching. I've got to preach about heaven, and I've got to preach about hell. I've got to preach the good news as well as the bad news. And so I'm here this afternoon to put y'all up on game so either you can get your life together or you can share this sermon with somebody who fits in one of these categories. What did Paul say? Adulterers. What up? Can y'all quote it with me? Adulterers. Who else? The feminine. Extortioners. Fornicators. So now what? Enter into the kingdom of God. So if you know somebody who's an adulterer, who's a fornicator, who's a drunkard, you should be taking notes so you can preach this sermon to them. Okay. Amen? Amen? Another deception is God loves the sinner but hates the sin. That sounds so cute, but it's not biblical. So I hate to bust people's bubble, but God ain't sending sin to the lake of fire. He's sending people to the lake of fire. He's not uh, going to judge sin, but he's going to judge people. So if you run, really love the people that you know who are in sin, you should tell them what? The truth. And as pastors, we got to stop picking and choosing what sin we want to deal with and what group of sinners we want to deal with. If we're going to clean house, we need to move the refrigerator, move the couch, dust up under the lamps. If we're going to clean house, we need to clean the whole house. We need to deal with every sin. We need to deal with every group of sinners. The last few years, the sin the church seems to want to harp on is homosexuality. So we've been going after the LGBT community. But the church needs to quit fronting and being hypocrites because we've harbored homosexuals in the church for years. You ain't got to say amen. The greatest gospel hits that we have are by known homosexuals. The baddest choirs we got in the church were led by known homosexuals. It was all right when the church had gay choir directors, gay worship leaders, gay musicians, but as soon as the church felt like they were losing control over them because the LGBT community started gaining power, all of a sudden pastors want to start preaching against homosexuality. But they ain't preaching against adultery. They ain't preaching against extortion. They ain't exposing their boys 
Well, ain't no sleeping with members in the church. It's stealing from the church. Yeah, I went there. See, we want to expose some sins and then hide others. We want to expose some people, then we want to hide and, and cover other people. But if we're going to clean house, we need to clean the whole house. Y'all should say amen. I know it's tied up in here. Y'all should say amen. When I was on my way home from Detroit, I talked to a couple of people. Jesse was one of them. I talked to uh, a, a pastor about some issues that I was having. Yes, the pastor has issues sometimes. Pastors that act like they don't have issues is a lie. Because the Bible says, if you say that you have no sin, you are what? Liar. You a liar. And they challenged me according to the word of God. I don't need nobody to make me feel comfortable. I need to be challenged. I don't need a friend that's going to say, oh, don't worry about it, Doc. It'll blow over. No, if I need to repent, tell me I need to repent. If I need to forgive, tell me I need to forgive. If I need to sanctify myself, then tell me I need to sanctify myself. My skin ain't thin. Keep it real with me. I ain't never seen a generation of crybabies like we got now. JR, if you tell them that their shoe is untied, you judge them. Come on now. Only God can judge me. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, Tupac and R. Kelly didn't know the word of God. Because that's when they got that. Only God can judge me. Tupac and R. Kelly came up with that. Only God can judge me. I don't want you to, <laughs> to challenge me. That, that's all that means. But if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it says that we should judge one another. See, a lot of people skip over that book. As a matter of fact, it says not to keep company with a brother that we know is in sin. Do we need to go read that or are y'all going to trust me? Because we can go read it. Read no, let's go read it. Yeah, because y'all looking at me like I'm making up stuff. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so mentioned amongst the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that had done this deed might be what? Taken away. From among you. Is that what that is that what that said? Or did I uh -huh. what what kind of Bible do I have? What kind of you got? Is that what it says? Okay. Now let's do this. Let's go to verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep what? Company. If any man that is called a what? Brother. Brother. Be a fornicator, covetous, idolater, railer, drunkard, extortioner. It says what? Not to even eat with him. Is that what your Bible is saying? Or am I making it up? I don't hear you. What does verse 13 says? But them that are out. Wait, let's read verse 12 so we can make sense of it. For what have I to do to judge them that are without. Without in Greek means outside. So who, 
What do I have to do with those who are in the world? Do you not judge them that are within, inside the church? But them that are what? Outside, who's supposed to judge them? Therefore, do what? Put away from among yourselves what? So, Pastor Edwards wasn't making that up. The Bible says it, right? What is that saying? It's saying God will judge the world. We should judge those who are inside of the church. Amen. And those who don't repent, what does it say to do? Put them out of the church. Now, y'all, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't go nowhere yet. Y'all saying, Pastor, put them out of the church. You see how serious they were about sin? They were so serious about sin because what? They knew hell was real. Paul said, deliver them over to Satan that the body of flesh may be destroyed, that their soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. What is that saying? Give them over to the world. Let the world beat them up, beat up on them, so they can come running back to the church, saying, "What shall I be saved? How can I be saved? I ain't doing that no more." I would rather have you upset with me now for judging you than to have God judge you later because of the sins we did not confront you about. Now, I want you all to think about something. How many of your family members and friends have died and went to hell because your friendship was more important to them than their souls? Ouch, 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 ouch. If a family member stopped talking to me because I tell them the truth, guess what? I guess I just lost a space partner and I guess I ain't getting no more of your peace cobbler. <laughs> if you end your friendship with me because I tell you the truth, then I guess we was never friends in the first place. If I come, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be transparent with y'all. If I come to you and confront you about your sin, I must love you. Because people who know me, especially back in the day, know that I mind my own business. If what you're doing don't affect me, do what you do. But once I got saved and learned the word of God, I found out that your sin is my business. Galatians 6 and 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, do what? Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest ye be also tempted. Is your sin my business according to that? Hello? Am I in here by myself? Galatians, what is it, Galatians? Galatians 6 and 1, my brother. So sometimes it's not what you say, it's what? How you say it. Paul says, go to them in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you be tempted as well. Some of us are confronting folk like we holier than now, like we ain't never sinned before, like some of us ain't struggling right now with sin. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, when he talked about the adulterers and the fornicators, he said, such were some of you, partner. But you were washed. You were sanctified. 
by the grace of God, we are who we are. Because if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, some of us would be right back out there in the world. Y'all ain't got to say amen. You ain't got to. I know it's the truth. That's why Paul says, considering yourself. Consider yourself, lest you be tempted. The first time you can condemn somebody for something, the devil will turn around and tempt you in the same thing, and you will fall. How about that? You think you all that? You'll be walking around here switching and I ain't trying to be funny, but I'm telling you what the devil will do when you think you done got so far that you can't be tempted. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be standing up here right now. Because in my flesh, there's a whole lot of other stuff I could be doing. I would probably be hung over right now. But because of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit convicts me of my sin. And the Holy Spirit says, no, I have a calling on your life. Yeah. You can't be hungover on Sunday morning. You got to preach, brother. Uh-huh. Amen. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, guess what? I'd be doing my own thing. So the message today is, we've heard the good news. We heard the good news last week. This was the bad news. Everybody ain't going to heaven. I'm sorry. You can put on all the little t-shirts you want with the angels in the back with the halo over your girl's head. If she was a sinner, she's going to hell. And if you didn't minister to her, that's your fault. Don't try to put her in a place that she ain't going. Don't try to put him in a place that he ain't going. While they yet live, you should be ministering to them and telling them the truth. You don't have to condemn them. You don't have to walk around looking over your glasses like you're so holy and making them feel inferior. Just be honest with them. Sister, I struggle with the same things. Brother, I struggle with the same things. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be saved. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I'd be knocking you upside the head, robbing you right now. But because of the blood of Jesus, my sins have been washed away. And because of the Holy Spirit, he keeps me. Everybody stand in the building. Give the Lord a hand praise for this word.